Welcome to episode 114 of Tactical Crouch Kick Tripod here with Volamel. No Yiska. Just one more episode without Yiska, I believe. And then we will be back. Uh, Pre-show was fun today, Joe. Once I got you away from just answering everybody's Overwatch questions. And we could just talk about anime. It's just <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm and I can participate. weirdly enough. Weirdly enough, rediscovering my, my inner weeb and... and enjoying enjoying getting lost and in, in some worlds at the moment so yeah it's been it's been fun kind of rediscovering that that part of my media consumption if you want to call it that that's the hardest part with just picking up any show especially like an anime where it was like 150 episodes or something yeah. it's like are you it's willing daunting. to invest this or not be caught up for another two years so you either have to like make it a, a like serious hobby to watch that show or mm. you need to, <laughs> or you need to be okay with the fact that I won't catch up with this until halfway through 2021. Yeah, that's that's the kind of worry too. Is like you don't want to say anything to anybody that like you don't really know. Like I I I worry about saying exactly what show I'm watching, especially on Twitter, because then you get people that like don't mean to spoil things, but then they like say things like, "Oh, have you gotten to the part where like blank happens to blank?" And you're just like. No, I haven't, but thank you for telling me. Yeah, you can't um, do that. Never do that, Chef. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah I'm sure to nobody means somehow, to. Somehow, you, you yeah. ask, like, what's the latest thing that you've been doing? Yeah, mm -hmm. you've been watching. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, but Tower of God's new, so everybody can catch new. up right now. It's a great one to, like, it's true. that and Demon Slayer are kind of the two big new ones in probably the last, since, yeah, probably the last couple of years. Or probably didn't that not like win a bunch of awards last yeah, year? Yeah, I, I don't uh, know about awards and stuff, but it's on Hulu. Uh, it might be. It might be it on. on. Um, it might be on Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll, sure. probably. I don't know. Yeah. Have you gotten to the part where Yiska leaves? Yeah, it's my. <laughs> it's my favorite arc. Personally, we're gonna talk about anime, and so he's like, "I'm just not. I'm not here to hang out with you." Yeah. He's like, "Oh, that's it." Weeb weekend. Oh, gotta go. See, yeah. that's the that's the that's the thing. It's like he's secretly just the biggest weep. Yeah, I mean, he. There was a few episodes secretly. where he only spoke in Naruto metaphors. It's true. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. Believe um, it. We should do an anime episode or an anime book club. I would totally do an anime podcast with you and Yiska. I would totally do that. <laughs> that would. <laughs> New patron perk. Woo. There we go. Hey, the the anime go. episode. Uh, or the anime that would be, show. That would be fun. Yiska is still on the hook for doing um, an Evangelion podcast with, uh, with Maid. Because he's never seen it. So. I don't know. Maybe, maybe somehow that gets tied in. We can rope Maid into coming on. I don't know. We'll see. All right. It'd be fun though. It'd be a good one. Back to business though business back to the business got so some business to handle we do i do have some bad news we did not get partnered 
Uh, we missed a stream last month, and so we only had 11 streams. We needed 12 streams at 75 concurrent viewers or more. We had 11, and they're like, apply again in a couple weeks when you're at 12 or more. Um, you should do it. So, uh, kind of good news, kind of bad news. At least I didn't say, like, you didn't get enough of that, and we don't like your content. Yeah. They're just like, um, they're just like, hey, you didn't stream enough. We want more streams. So, if we are, we are back to grinding, partner, and the best way to do that, we stream Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noon at twitch.tv slash kicktripod. Uh, Monday and Wednesday are the Overwatch shows, and Friday is the Valorant shows, and that, or show, and uh, we could use everybody's help in viewership there. So uh, it's a great way to support, and it's totally free. They also do look closely at subscription numbers and keeping those consistent and keeping those growing, so... Um, you know, like no, no, it, we're in the middle of a pandemic and 2020 can honestly just go f itself. Most so definitely. like, there's no, there's no, um, <laughs> obligations anywhere. And oh. we still have our Patreon up too as well. But, yes. um, but if you do have like Twitch prime, which is a free sub and you want to toss it our way, we really do appreciate it. Otherwise, go to patreon.com as well as a great way to support. And, um, you know, a lot of people ask like, what's, what's the best way to support you where you guys actually get the most of the money? Cause Twitch takes about 50%. Uh, hmm. Patreon is the second best because it's, they take like six, 7%, I think. So it almost all goes directly to the show. So a great way to support and, uh, some cool perks in there too. So, uh, we really do appreciate it. We love you all. And, uh, thanks so much for supporting us. Hopefully in the next couple months we'll be partner and then we can stop bugging you about it every week. Let's get into the news, though, brought to you by our patron producers, Battle Crab Pin, Lotion, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Pork Chop, Sammy, Kasha67, Coochie Copy, Shara Picasso, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tane, Refined Bean, Rex Zane, Roger B, Fabled Steven, and Owen. Thank you. Y'all are the best. Our patron producers are amazing. If you like the show, want to support, um, patreon.com slash tactical crouch. That's it. Why is Yiska showing so much neckline? I know, right? That, that little hoe. That what little a hoe. rascal. What a harlot. Um, yeah. So uh, no real news or anything this week. We're actually going to just spend most of today previewing the uh, summer showdown brackets. And we're going to do so. We're going to do that. And then we're also going to um, try to stay on topic. No promises on that second part. Probably not. Probably Joe not, and I though. have found without Yiska here, I found that while I keep Joe and Yiska on track, there's nobody to keep Joe and I on track. And that nope. could be a problem. I wonder where that comes from. I wonder if that's like because we feel like we're running out of time or we're running out of things to say. So we just kind of like like what I'm doing now, just like talk about nothing. Yeah. It's kind of like a duck. What do you think about ducks, Joe? I think they're kind of weird. Just kidding. We're not talking about ducks. Okay. We're not talking about I like ducks. The meta I like the metaphor about ducks, though, where like you're calm on the calm water, on but underneath, the like you're, you're, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're kicking your feet yeah. real fast and you don't know yeah. what's going on under the surface. It's good Great metaphor. viewer brackets. Well, yeah, maybe we'll take some time to do that. Maybe. At the end of it. Maybe, 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 maybe. Let's uh, let's take a look at the bracket. You want to start in NA or Asia, Joe? 
Um, I did take a peek. I think Asia's probably the best place to start because it uh, exi- it's um, a thing. All right. It's a thing that happens. It's a thing that happens. Thanks for the specificity there, Joe. Appreciate Not it. Not a problem. Ace Rider Man at your service. I'm going to expand this down so it can show mine as well. Because mm. they're, if I'm looking at this pretty correctly, the exact same. Are they so, the exact same? Yeah. Hey. Which I think we can get into. I don't think, um, I don't think anybody's, I, I, I would love to hear anybody who genuinely thinks the Shanghai Dragons is going to lose. Not because I don't think it can't happen. So, it's probably like the most unlikely, but I let, think there is like a couple arguments you could feel. Let's, let's frame it a little bit for the audio creators or for the audio mm. listeners who can't, who can't yeah. see it. So uh, brackets are up. Shanghai Dragons do get a buy. Um, so congratulations, Shanghai Dragons. I need to be able to see this a little bit better because uh, it's too small on my screen. Oh, my Do you want me to go through it? Like just explaining the picks? Uh, nope. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and do it. Okay. So we have Shanghai obviously getting a buy. Um, all of our, our, our Asia brackets are the same. So these both of these predictions or both of these um, kind of black bracket exp- explanations are both for me and John. So Shanghai gets a buy. Then uh, London... Loses to Seoul, the Charge beat the Hunters, and New York beats the Spark. Then in the semifinals, Shanghai takes Seoul, beats them. Charge takes New York, beats them. That puts Charge and the Dragons in the final with the Dragons winning. That's for the both of us. Cool. So I think that there's a, there's a few interesting spots to probably discuss. The first one I want to talk about, and it's not so much that I think it's obvious or not obvious, but I think that there's a lot of whispers and hype around the London Spitfire. Yeah. Uh, the London Spitfire do come in at a higher seed than the Soul Dynasty. It's true. Um, they come in at the fourth seed. The Soul Dynasty come in at the fifth seed. The, um, let me make sure I've got this up. Boop, boop. They, so the London Spitfire, they 3-0'd the Spark last week, and I think a lot of people raise their eyebrow at that and say, hey, they might actually be really good, despite losing to Shanghai and NYXL 0-3 and 1-3. Yeah. Um, so where do you stand? I, I know you were, you were talking a little bit about, uh, before the show, before I made you talk about anime, is you're talking a little bit about the London Spitfire and how yeah. you aren't quite ready to to bump them up in your rankings. Yeah, I think it's them and the Spark both are getting a lot of praise. And it's not to say that I think it's completely undeserved, but I think it's it's going past what at least I saw. Um so to kind of frame this, we have to kind of start with London and we look at like their their journey to to the, the summer showdown, right? So they lose 0-3 to the Shanghai Dragons. Nothing to see there. Very understandable. It's Shanghai. Not a big deal. Then they play Chengdu. Again, a team that is not good. Period. Like, 
can do well in certain circumstances. I think that without the hero pool, and again, this is in week 20, so they're still uh, kind of restricted with the hero pools and, and struggling to figure out exactly what that was going to be. A team that isn't going to do well in that specific hero pool. They could play double shield, but it's not it's not the same. It's not on the same level as I think other other teams. So, again, not a, not a big win there for London. They lose to the NYXL. I don't think, again, like we can get to the NYXL when we get to them in the bracket. But again, not a team I'm very strong on or feel very passionate about. Um, haven't for basically the entire season. And then they go on to three of the spark in week 21 without the hero pools. And that's where I kind of start to scratch my head. Um, and I think that's why they get a lot of praise, because I think coming into that match, a lot of people thought the Sparks win over New York was a big like statement win. And I think framing this whole argument, you kind of see where I'm worried or like not on the same wavelength, because if if New York isn't as good as I think people think they are and Spark beats them and I don't think Spark's very good. So London beating them convincingly. And I think if you actually watch that game, I don't think it's as convincing as it seems. It's a lot of throwing back and forth, and it feels like just three best of ones. It's not, but it, fe- it felt that way. It felt sure, like teams, they were just battling back and forth. It was messy. It didn't feel like a coherent series, whereas like, oh, a team like takes it, momentum rides out, they 3-0, they, they look dominant. It didn't look like that. It felt like there were a number of times the Spark could have actually won, a, won like a map and then didn't, or like close out like a round, but didn't, and like overextended or misused an alt or got picked granted again it's glister so you have to give them commendations there but i think those three teams in general maybe new york being like the least affected like aren't i'm not as big on i don't think they're as good i think london has looked better progressively from moving from na to asia i think they've grown a lot but i still don't think they're a very good team They've got a little bit of an X factor going on. There is this little bit of like unexpected performance bumps that we see from London from time to yeah. time where they're like, oh, like they're like, I would not be surprised to like, especially if they went up against a team like NYXL. I actually like they would be my like my dark horse in that one where it's like, hey, John, you have to pick an upset here. It'd be like London over NYXL. I don't feel as confident doing that over Seoul. Yeah. Um. I think uh, you were kind of saying this before the show, and this is something that I've kind of I've said. I said during the May Melee when we were discussing our brackets last mm, month, mm. Um, I said, you know, Seoul, I think, is performing decently well. And I think that they perform even yeah. better in these tournament type situations. And we're I think we're going to see I think that's enough to put them through. Unfortunately, they're on the same side of the bracket as Shanghai. <laughs> and yeah. so I, that's not going to take them very far. But it will take them over London. I think I, it's not to say that London can't win, but this is kind of a read for me as well, where it's like, okay, Seoul might be hard to read in in hero pools in the regular season, but given the time, given the stakes, if I if I feel like I have the right read on how Seoul operates and how some of these players have operated throughout their entire careers. Um, I'm I'm sticking to my guns with them, and I think they kind of play into or play up in playoff scenarios in pressure situations. I think they actually really um, exceed expectations in playoffs, and I think they are going to beat London. I think it's definitely possible to see an upset there if they somehow slip or maybe the the meta shifts on them and they don't get a good read. 
Um, maybe if they, I, I, it seems bizarre to say that they can't field a meta, but there again, we've talked about in the regular season thus far how Soul really doesn't do well in a lot of these dive compositions. And if Genji is going to be that big of a deal, it's not to say they can't field a good Genji. It's working around that is is where my worries kind of lie. So it's it's definitely up in the air, but like a 60-40 soul. It, it feels like they should be able to kind of trump them. So Beat them out. Edge them out. Yeah. Not a I big think, fan of the London DPS line either. I think so. Just we do have the odds on these, thankfully. It is 72-28 in favor of Soul. Soul 72. That's a little bit strong, but which yeah. is kind of the point, right? Again, betting odds are not likelihood to win odds. No, so yeah, that's, it's, that's it's okay, not. chat. <laughs> it's okay. Yes. It's if it wasn't enticing to bet, then you wouldn't bet. Chat, I wish I could be positive with Chengdu, but we'll get to them, okay? I wish I could. Do they don't have, give me any do reason we have to, be. to get to them. Um, I think. <laughs> I even if they were doing well, I don't think they beat the charge, but yeah, I think we kind of have to get them at, at some point. Okay. Well, Next let's match. I mean, do we just want to talk about each match then or do we want to yeah, jump I think around? So. I think All it'd right. be fair. So granted the, a lot of these like lower bracket matches probably won't like go on for too long just because it's like, well, this team's good, this team's not. What do you do? Yeah, the the next one is going to be Guangzhou versus Chengdu, right? Yeah. And this is, let me make sure I've got it up. Guangzhou versus Chengdu is 79-21 in favor of Chengdu, Joe. 79-21. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. Yeah. It's one of those where I, you can't not give Chengdu some, some leeway. Because again, they kind of do have that upset factor in any given series. They can kind of catch you. But overall, execution wise, pretty poor. The roster they're fielding, pretty poor. Uh, the raid on last week, pretty poor. Um, yeah, not, not big on it. Was, it was also kind of bizarre because I think coming into the week or coming into last week, we kind of expected like global meta. To be kind of Genji centric centric. And while I think the West kind of leans into it too hard sometimes, I think Asia just doesn't touch it at all. And I think Chengdu did show a little bit of that. Obviously, New York showed that as well, but I kind of wanted Chengdu to play more of it. I felt like they were a team that was kind of supposed to be very Genji motivated. Like if you have a player like Jinmu, you kind of want to put them on that hero. And maybe loser's pick changes that and they can kind of um on each loss, take, you know, a good dive map and try to play dive or try to play wrecking ball and, and really kind of fit their strengths. But I, I don't see it. I think that. I don't know. I think. Uh, it's so hard to tell. I chat's asking if like where the problem lies, and I don't think it's just one. I don't think it's one pillar of the bridge that's faulty. I think it's just all of them. And it's not that they're faulty. It just doesn't seem to mesh. Nothing, nothing is working. Nothing seems coherent, um, especially coming in from last season. Um, and that could be a coaching thing. Maybe, maybe as I'm kind of talking through it, it seems more like a coaching thing. If, if the roster, if the strategies aren't coherent, maybe it's a hero pools thing. But I'm, again, I'm not going to, you know, subject the audio listeners to listening to me ramble and, and be 
balding about hero pools once once again but yeah they're consistently bad with like the hope that like maybe somebody does something good and like pops off and makes it close it's like a lot of people want to draw hope to like the shanghai game it's like look at look at the roster shanghai feels in like the first three map or first two maps and it's like i don't i i really wonder if moon like tries half the time or like the players try half the time because they know they're that good and they're just like kind of smurfing which i think could catch them um, and I don't think that's what happened in the soul game, especially going back to the May melee. Um, but yeah, I that's kind of one of the arguments that I think you could field for Shanghai. Maybe not winning is like you really kind of believe that they're going to smurf their way into a loss like they just don't try in the first couple games. The momentum gets away from them and then they just like lose that last decider and then they get kind of swept out. But that's, that's a reach. Last time. Yes. Like- yes. If we learned anything, it's that the the Shanghai Dragons can do that and can rebound from it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like that's a, a really unlikely scenario it's to happen again 100%. and be the different outcome yeah. this time. Yep, I agree. Unless you unless you come in with something, and I think that's the the big narrative point that ties both of these teams together, the the Dragons and the Shock, is like you have to come in not only good on the standard picks but kind of throw them like a curveball to get them i think specifically maybe shanghai to get them like when they're trying like if if and again i I don't think that it's even fair to kind of paint them as like oh not trying but they do kind of try to use each match as like a resource and it's not just like we come in we 3-0 next match they're giving people on the bench some time to play. I don't know that if that's just an actual strategic decision or if that's just trying to keep people warm. I have no idea. It is bizarre. Um, maybe it's like a repel raucous thing. I have no clue, but it, it's it's kind of weird. But yeah, charge is a good team. Chengdu, not. Charge seems very good in this meta. I think they I think they mimicked New York's style last week really well and that match should have been a 3-1 it was way closer than it needed to be I think Gibraltar especially put a lot of faith into or restored a lot of faith into New York fans hearts but I don't think it should have I think that was a lot of like charge not performing and like not really getting what they're supposed to do Hmm. Profit wash. No, profit's not wash. <laughs> Stop it. Stop, don't, guys. He's not lazy. He's not wash. Guys, don't do it. <laughs> don't stop gaslighting Joe. He can't handle it. He is still the goat. He can't handle it. Um. So what's what's the next one from that? The uh, it's gonna be the Spark versus NYXL, right? Yeah, Spark New York. Um, Spark New yeah. York. And is there is there that much to say about this one? I don't think so. I think s- unless Spark come in with like a different look, I really thought they were stubbornly trying to make like the echo work on like every map, and I don't know why that is because you. I, again, it's either that Genji really is has lost favor or just never got any favor with his change. Um, and people are still just running like Torb into uh, Ash Tracer. 
in Asia and it just isn't catching on. I think, again, Spark is another one of those teams that feels like they should be very suited to what the West is doing and just aren't doing it. Maybe they'll see that from last week and they spent this whole week preparing and can kind of match New York. But it, even in that, like even if you were to mirror the same compositions um, that would fit the Spark, it feels like it fits better for the NYXL. Um, and now NYXL has shown uh, a couple of Maestrats that are super interesting and kind of gear shifty. So they kind of change the momentum of the map and it's not just the same thing every time. It's a little bit more nuanced. Mm. And even with that, you've got Hoxhaw moving to the brig and his potential on Genji is obviously there. And we saw it on Gibraltar versus Charge last time. So it's. Yeah, it seems like New York is just a better version of Spark in, in my mind. They're they're They have a more they have a wider breadth of strategy. They feel like they should be better at even the same strategies that the Spark are. The Spark haven't looked good in my eyes. And yeah, this this should be pretty simple. Simple. I think I think overall the the quarterfinals or uh, I think for both. Oh my god! Both regions Sorry, are pretty. The uh, OBS just freaked no, the f out. <laughs> I don't know. I think quarterfinals for both regions are not <laughs> that interesting. The tours. I'm also look just need, as bad I need, as Spark. I need you to, oh my god! So. Are you kidding me right now? I don't think. Jerry, I don't want to look that bad. Need you to stall us. I think NYXL played a weird style that I don't think people were ready for, but I don't think they played poorly. I like NYXL's um I, I wouldn't say tailored strats, but they've been pretty creative all year. And it showed in their charge game. I think they have a good head on their shoulders. I like it a lot. The bracket's coming. We just have a little bit of technical difficulties, but if you had Dude, any questions, you can definitely toss OBS, them in chat. The new OBS like messes it up where my mouse literally freezes when I'm trying to hmm. resize sources. They have and two now, main supports oh, and they put Hux on Brig. It's upside down now. It's upside what does down that say? Lull W. Again, Huxel's a very, very good Brig player, so I don't think it necessarily so, says anything. Just means that you have a really talented player on your roster. Dude, I oh, I want to die. All right, but yeah, Charge is a good team. F you OBS. NYXL is good enough. Joe Shanghai, ninety percent versus either London or Seoul. All right. <laughs> so that's why we weren't raptured. Yeah, let's go to the bottom part of the bracket. Bottom half of semis. Mm hmm. Um, and let's talk about NYXL versus Guangzhou. This is... Yes. A rematch of last week. Yes. And... Where the charge still beat them. Yes. And they should beat them again. Should beat them again. Again, I don't think... Somebody brought it up in chat, you know, the Temple of Anubis kind of throw by New York. Yeah. Again, this is this is a team that I think... This will be a good game, right? I think this will probably be the most interesting game that we see from Asia, uh, barring any kind of like Seoul or London like overperformance and they take Shanghai close for some reason. I think Charge New York is going to show a lot of strategies, a lot of different maps. It's going to showcase how Asia views these maps because I think New York's going to throw a lot of different stuff at them. They're going to throw dive on 
you know, good dive maps. They're going to play uh, Sombra comps with Genji in a dive setting. They're going to play Tracer Ash. They're going to play possibly maybe some some Genji Widow if that makes its way to Asia. But again, it's it's tough to say because don't have scrims. Um, but yeah, the, this seems like charge. If if we're to look at last week's game and kind of use that as a, a litmus test or like a study, it feels like charge can adapt and like mimic the compositions, especially the May comps that uh, New York was throwing at them well enough that they shouldn't be caught off guard by that. And I still think they had like a, a good fundamental understanding of how to like catch their dive. I think that last literally the last fight on Gibraltar, they just kind of threw. I felt like the tanks just like ran off in front and just completely split apart, split apart from the team and split a fart. They just got double split a fart. They got farted on. Said it. Spit a fart. They um, got tooted on. Do you think it, this is a good point bringing up brought up in chat? Cause we are, we are back to uh losers pick. Mm. Do you think that losers pick could have an effect and advantage for NYXL? I don't think so. Unless chart, unless if New York really doubles down on their kind of May comp um, and then last weekend, if you weren't there, had like a really fun and insightful kind of look um, from former all coach OptiDocs and then looking at how New York is is controlling space by not being super proactive, but being able to flip the switch once like a line is crossed. Um, and, and that May pick really could throw people for a loop. So if they refine that and use that as like a loser's pick and force that comp and force either charge to answer it or mirror it. Maybe you could see some, some more upset potential, but even then going back to last week, the charge felt pressured into doing that, especially on temple. And they still kind of came out with the win. You could kind of chalk that up to New York choking, but um, I, I think they've done it. I think Charge did it well enough and like forced, not forced New York to show their hand, but New York kind of showed a card in their hand. And I think with that and the scrims, you should be able to kind of, I think Charge won't be caught off guard and will be very prepared to deal with these, these May comps. So, and they looked prepared to deal with the dive. I think if New York tries to match them on the, the kind of traditional, like, Ash Tracer, Genji Widow kind of, you know, double shield, brawly pokey thing. I think brawly pokey thing. I don't even know what to call that. I don't know exactly what kind of brawly, brawly archetype that fits. Brawly pokey thing. I like it. That's my favorite, favorite Pokemon. Brawly poke. It's not a thing. I just made it up. All right. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think this. Yeah. So this next match is where things get a little bit interesting. This is a, um, it's a rematch of the grand finals from May Melee. Soul Dynasty mm. versus Shanghai Dragons, and this was a close. This was a close one. Last time. Last time. Yeah. But is it wrong to feel like Soul kind of lost a step this last month? See, I came into I came into this month or like the summer because it, it feels weird calling like June this. I don't know. Regardless, 
Um, their match against New York, I felt like was super close, and I was actually very impressed with Seoul, but I was also impressed with New York. And now at the end of the week, it feels reversed, where I'm kind of still happy with Seoul's performances thus far. But with how I'm looking at New York and I'm like, eh, I don't know, kind of feel wishy-washy. That, that match at the beginning of the month feels less impactful. Whereas, you know, they lose to the charge. Okay, cool. They lose to the dragons. It's the dragons. And they lose to the charge think, in five, to be fair. Yeah, like it which is respectable, right? Like, I think the charge, like again... blown out. It was still an upset, no. but it wasn't... In my mind. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people not view that as an upset, because I think it definitely was as coming off of, like, May Melee. But I, I don't think people, like, really are high on the charge at all, and I think they deserve, like, way more credit than they're getting. Like, we're talking about, like, London and Spark, and it's like, nobody's talking about the charge, and they're just quietly just, like taking names and it's like why aren't we paying attention to them and it's very very strange i think and i really have no idea why i don't know if it's because neptuno and like nero are kind of like in and out and have to quarantine and like need a break i have no idea but they're very clearly in my mind like the second best team like without it got a lot of game so one two three four five of their last six games have been five games uh, series and uh let's be real asia games are a lot harder for people to watch and true and i think, yeah, maybe I, think that's that, it. I think a lot of people look at the score line a little yeah. bit more than they look at the, the games and the matches which i don't blame them uh yeah. <laughs> good luck you have to watch 27 hours of overwatch over a weekend <laughs> yeah, it's good luck obnoxious um so I think from that perspective, there's like this makes sense. I like I and honestly, I'll I'll be the first one to say this. There's just something like really unappetizing about Guangzhou, and I can't tell you what it is. Yeah, there's I can just something. They, I don't know if it's bland. just like I don't know if it's just like the the branding and the fact that mm. like the the Western social media marketing type stuff is just kind of eh, or yeah. uh, if it's just the fact that it's like it's not the target audience, right? It's Asia and yep. they're playing in Asia. I don't know what what it is, but honestly, I mean, I think there it's was like three and a half weeks before I kept getting it was, it was well over a month actually, where I kept getting mm. um Hangzhou and Guangzhou mixed up all the time. Mixed up. Yeah. It's it doesn't help that the 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 that their city names are are very similar and then their kind of moniker then are similar as well the spark and the charge is like that kind of electricity lightning theme it's yeah it's just in like kind of mix them up sometimes it feels really weird to be like oh people don't care because of their branding because like those yeah it doesn't i think that like is a part of it but it's probably like you said just hard to hard to catch the games you're probably lethargic watching them um yeah again i i agree like i'm not big i don't feel any kind of way with the charge i just think they're good that's it couldn't tell you how the players are i think neptuno has always been kind of like an outspoken and very honest person nero is again come from the west so feel very kind of connected and maybe not a, not connected but attached to them and 
you have opinions about them, but like the rest of the team, outside of just like performance opinions, yeah, it's it's tough to to get a read on exactly who the team is, what they do. I don't know. Good 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 team, second best team in my mind in pack. So I also think that so not not think, uh, but remember too that Guangzhou took mm. Seoul to five maps in the monthly melee or the the may melee may melee yeah tournament bracket so like yeah. this is not a team, team that's been sat down by anybody honestly they they haven't been 3-0'd since they back-to-backed nyxl and yeah. dragons um they've 3 0 a couple otherwise it's been only all worry? three ones and then they lost a, a 2-3 to soul yeah if we're just looking my at only results. my only concern is week 20s three to win over spark i don't know if that's an overperformance from this kind of spark roster i don't know if week 21 is just an underperformance it's a tough it's a tough read on them because it feels like they're so it, it feels like they're new but they're obviously not um yeah weird team week 21 looked really really poor Week 20, I remember being high on them, but like two polar opposite opinions. I feel like if you, if, if week 20 me talked to week 21 me, we'd be, we'd be at odds with, with the spark. But that said, charge the one. So it's, e- even if that is an overperformance, you still beat them, which is good. They haven't really lost anybody that strong or, or been like, like you said, sat down. So yeah. I, I, I think they deserve a lot more credit than they get. So that I think brings us to um, the grand finals of it all. Shanghai versus Guangzhou. Mm. Um, The other alternative option is Shanghai versus NYXL, which Mm. we can kind of entertain if we want to, but I think this is kind of interesting for Guangzhou. This doesn't feel... Very promising for Guangzhou at all. And to be fair, like we've talked about it, Shanghai is quite a couple, quite a few steps ahead of it feels like. What do you do with this right team? Now. Like, I don't, I don't think that it's unfair to say that at all. Um, no. The question is, can they, you know, we've seen some cracks in the armor. We saw them last May melee in the grand finals, no. literally a map away for four maps from losing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, well, you know, they, Chengdu took them to five a couple weeks ago. The only way, the only team that I think can really stop them is probably New York. I agree with a lot of the plat chat sentiment talking about, you need something so bizarre. You need the meta to shift so late in the week and you need to be so good at that meta that it shifted late in the week that you can kind of catch fire lower in the bracket, sweep the charge, come in versus the dragons, underprepared versus whatever the, the f- you're running and catch them. You can't play this team straight up. Period. You're, you're not good. You're not as good, I should say, as the dragons. So you need to do something so bizarre, they're not prepared for it. You need to bring the game down to your level. You need to kind of study Chengdu, in a way, and take that game down to your... Pull them down from their their mountaintop off the plateau and make them brawl with you. 
if you can make them dive with you, I think that'd be a great opportunity for to, to, to see a New York upset. But again, you have to see that start early. You have to see that with the spark. You have to see that with the charge. And then it has to kind of reach a peak with the dragons. So that's the only way. I don't think Soul can do it. Or at least they haven't given me enough uh, evidence to say that they could. I think New York has been creative enough all year round with a lot of the hog stuff that people don't don't kind of pay attention to. I think their match against the charge last week was very all over the place in terms of like all over the map, let's say, instead of all over the place um, in terms of strategies where you could, where you play double shield, where you play dive, where you play and you looked good on it. You're moving your roster around kind of fluidly, which I, th- I like. But can you get to that level? That's the question. I, I think that's my only hope. That's the only hope here. So, so I agree with you. I think that no matter the outcome, I think Shanghai is still number one in mm-hmm. in Asia. Even if even if New York or um, Guangzhou or even Seoul beat sure. beat them, Shanghai would still be number one there. The thing yep. is, is that those three teams are good enough, especially Seoul and New York, are good enough that even though Shanghai is good and consistent. Those teams, I think are good enough to upset on any day. Seoul and NYXL. I think, I think mm. honestly they could, they could upset any team on, on any week. Sure. Um, if they, and it's not like a, if they really want to, but you know what I mean, right? Like it's just like, yeah. there's, if the stars align in the right way, there are, there are worlds in which Shanghai will walk away and they don't lose. It's just how close the Asia region is, especially among those top two or three teams. Um, mm. even though Shanghai, I think are, you know, again, considerable steps ahead of these other teams, those steps are kind of like a diminishing return in how that actually translates to tangible map wins and results. I think, um, and I think that we've seen sure. that with Shanghai, uh, with Chengdu. I think we saw it with Seoul. I think we saw it with London last month. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's definitely room for a team to play the right game. And, you know, Shanghai doesn't have to do nearly as much. Um, doesn't have to, you know, they don't have to play three matches. Yep. They um, pretty much only have to prepare for Seoul. Um, I don't think that they would prepare for London. So then, you know, from there, they're just kind of like, are we going to play Guangzhou or NYXL? Yeah. Uh, like, it, it should be a Shanghai win, but it's Asia, man. It's Asia. <laughs> I, I could see it. And I, we didn't see an upset at all in final results in the Asia bracket last time. Nope. Right. I think the only upset was just Seoul going as deep as they did. And well, looking well, for as good you as guys. they did. Well, true. You for, obviously. For you Stole, stole the crystal ball and when you, when you don't, yeah, slapped us, just had the reads, and we were not, uh, gave you the Carol Baskin. faithful, yes, buried you under the sewer, the that septic tiger tank. be snacking, In apparently, the septic tank so. or whatever. I don't know what it was anymore. Man, what a, what a crazy, doesn't Tiger King feel like, dude, Tiger King feels ago? like the most 2020 experience across the board. But just I, like but, this yeah, fever sure. dream of like nonsense, like in, in like 50 years when we're like at the twilight of our lives, we're going to look back at Tiger King and be like, that's exactly how everything felt every day. So, it was just an episode of Tiger King. Do you 
I, I also, like, I was thinking about it. Tiger King came out mm. just over two and a half, three months ago. Yeah. It's only been it feels two and like a half, a, three months. A century. It feels like it's been Because years. of how crazy this year has been. Yeah. Years. I wonder if, like, the average, like, lifespan of, like, people experiencing 2020 will go down. It's uh, like, I wonder if there's going to be studies like on our brains for this year because it feels like dude, the craziest year. I can't, I just can't, I just can't do it. Oh, all right. Weird, weird, weird time. Let's let's hop over to the NA bracket, shall we? I've got to set this up really quick. Now, NA this is bracket. where things get spicy. It is. We do this not agree. Stuff gets spicy. We, well, okay. We. We disagree on like arbitrary thing. I think there's only one thing we truly disagree on. Okay, and we're gonna we're gonna get there. I have to make sure I have to open this up yeah. on a separate thing because it's too small. My OBS thing. Um, it's all Gucci. Picante. Then I need to yes. update the Hello, Chad. I'm looking at you. See the thing. So any bracket, we start at 45 minutes. Not bad. Making good time. Uh, why did that? All right. And it's going to be good, though, I think. I think there's going to be a lot of messy games. Messy fun games. Yeah. So let's let's start with. Um, so let's see. We our first disagreement. So um, L.A. Valiant versus Toronto Defiant. We both say L.A. Yeah, not a whole lot to add there, is there? And Toronto's a dumpster. Not fire. really. Toronto, Toronto is a dumpster. Could be fire. the worst team, um, depending on how much expectations you put on them and like how far they fall in maybe in in your personal favor. I think there's an argument to say that they are the worst team, um, within the bottom two for sure. Yes. So, yeah. Cool. Good team, bad team. Um, uh, speaking of bad teams, LA Gladiators versus Washington Justice. We both say Glads again. I will say again, another rematch from week 21 could be closer than people expect. I did not like Gladiators take on the meta last week. And I think Justice are positioned very well and look like they have a, a, a good fundamental understanding of what's going on with Genji. Glad I think gladiators are a rubber band. If they miss it one week, they snap back. They're fine. I, I gladiators are fine. I, I see why people say that, but I, I genuinely believe they're, they're on the downswing. I think this is going to be a lot closer than people expect. It might not look that way in match results like it did last week, but a team like the gladiators should not be having such a hard time putting away a team like the justice, no matter the meta, no matter you have, Good players now. You have Kevster. You have a good team. You have good coaching staff. You should not be struggling. Even just losing maps to the justice. That's rough. That's rough in my mind. So I think this will be close. I still have gladiators you, making it up. You're going to take a f shoulder check to the jaw. You keep t talking like that. I, I, it's fine. You know, it's, I, I'll, I'll pay for my sins one way or another, but you know, it's, it's tough. I'd be I'd be I'd be remiss if I lied. And I that's how I genuinely feel about the glads. Very hard to read. And I think on a downswing. I think hard to read. I don't agree on a downswing. 
I think, a fair, fair take. All right. Kind of like Atlanta. They feel like Atlanta. So the next one Mm. is really interesting. Florida, this is the first time that we disagree. This is Florida Mayhem versus Houston Outlaws. And I'm going to be honest. Uh... I'm I'm just I'm taking I'm taking Dream's word for it. <laughs> Again, going back to last show, I think a close game, closer than maybe people will expect. I think people will completely write off a lot of what Florida did and just say, "Oh, well they were just forcing Genji." And I think that's fair. Like you sh- probably shouldn't be running Genji on Drunkertown, and they did. Still tried to like make it close and to be fair, they did. But to me, that showed a wide variety of good comps. Like, they still made it close. I think Houston can win, but it's more of an ask on their front to be able to match them either with the Genji, to match Florida with the Genji, or bring out something different. And that's difficult on this number of maps. In granted, it's not this short a time because they kind of knew it for like the last week. But with that, again, we're still kind of in hero pool, so I'm sure the meta has and and where you're putting the resources and things are being refined as we speak. So it's shifting, and people are still learning exactly what to run where. And then to ask a team to kind of innovate on that, it's tough. Um, I still think Florida is a fantastic team. I think very very good. Every time I think that they could slip up, they don't. I, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen what Florida, where Florida is going to be weak. I think they have weaknesses, specifically probably at main support. So if that were to change, then we could see maybe Houston bumping up a little bit. But Florida on mirrored comps and on standard comps on what we saw last week feel like the stronger team. Houston, again, has to be that team to kind of throw them a curveball. They have to be like, OK, we're going to play Doom on this map instead of Genji because Blase, you know, sick with it. You know, that's where it's going to be. And I think they can do that with loser pick. And that's why I think it's going to be close. But at the end of the day, it's going to go back to Florida. They're going to get that pick. They're going to win. Listen, man, there's there's some things <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. My speeches are not nearly as eloquent as yours. But in the time that it took you, you to write that, spe- that speech, I'm, <laughs> I'm just you know, hanging out in my office here as, as king of the, the match picks. It's true. Um, it's, and how you do that, you got to find those matches. You got to see the upsets. Mm. You got to look at, look at the players. You just got to call it. Call it how you see go. it. So basically, Joe thinks that Dream's full of shit. That it wasn't a coaching loss. Uh, I think it was. Oh, I yeah, think it was a coaching. I think it was a coaching <laughs> loss. Was that this, was that that game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Last week, we had this conversation on the. Yeah, I, this was this was more for Florida's ago. though. This was for Florida though, where I'm like, Kookie, what are you doing? Why are you playing Genji? On Junker Town. This feels like if if I think if I'm remembering the conversation correctly, it felt like if Florida were to lose, it felt like Cookie lost that. I and they almost did, and then they pulled out their comp they, at the end. And, and again, won. they close, say though. yeah, it's the the it's same, close. not the same, but like you can also say and have a first hand account on Houston mm-hmm. being like, 
And I mean, we we had Dream on the show. Yeah. And there's um Dream Dream is vi- Dream is the type of coach that isn't going to deflect bl- or I, I don't want to say I want to say this the right way. Dream okay. hasn't incorrectly deflected blame for his players like some coaches do. Like mm. some coaches would be like, "Oh, it was all me." Like, "Oh, that was that's on me, guys." And it was like, yeah, yeah. "No, actually your players just played like played like um, you know, James is just kind of guy like, no, it was this person's fault. <laughs> no, it was this. And that's a, that's what makes him a good coach. Uh, B, um, I think that when, when dreams just like, oh yeah, it, it was, it was totally a coaching thing. It was on us. We had like two very specific yeah. things and they were very bad reads. Uh, I don't even think that you go to that last map and I don't think that Florida gets the chance no. to make that adjustment. So pretty much. Anyways, you know, again, you guys can chat. You can hash me out all you want, but you got to remember who's the top dog here statistically. It's true. And probably better than all of you, too. It's true. Can't argue with the stats. Probably better at, the, probably better at this. The numbers so. don't care about your feelings, chat. They certainly or, or don't care rationale. about mine. Your rationale is probably better. <laughs> mm. The amount of Overwatch League that you know and understand is probably more. Possibly. But sometimes you just got to learn to ride the wave. You can't and if fight you see it. it. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes when you Swim let your brain get too involved, it's true. you fight it. Yep. You fight it. You get it. in your own way. Get out of your way, chat. Houston and four. Feels like a better help ad. Houston. Use promo code KICKTRIPOD for 10% off your next visit at BetterHelp. Better help. We care. All right. Next one, we both had Paris over Dallas. Yes. Dallas could show up. Maybe. But you know who's definitely going to show up? Paris. That's my explanation. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Decay play? Maybe. Decay not play? Not close. Yep. Thanks for the seminar. Paris good, Dallas bad. Yeah. Paris okay. very good. So going on to the 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 semifinals, you have Shock versus. So this is where. So let's talk about picks for a second. So yeah. Shock picks first. Yes. You say Shock picks Gladiators. Right. So in my bracket, I have the Valiant, the Gladiators, the Mayhem, and the Eternal all winning. So they're able to be picked out of those. Out of that pool, the weakest team in my mind is clearly the Gladiators, without a doubt, right? So that's why I have Shock picking Glads. Mm-hmm. Weakest team, team makes the most sense. I think you could spin it very similarly to how I think Sideshow did on Plat Chat, talking about how Krusty likes to take people that are on fire early or, or could be a problem, wants to play them early to have a, an easier time in the semi or the, the grand finals. Could be the case. I think it's definitely difficult to pick who picks who, but that's kind of my rationale. I think gladiators out of those four teams are completely like a a class below. What I'm interested in is looking at your picks. (laughs) Why do you think, why do you think they pick Houston? They're the worst team. They're the worst. You think they're worse than Glads? Yeah, I do. 
<sighs> in playoffs, absolutely. When it's I on the line, know. absolutely, hundred percent. I don't even like. I don't, I don't even. So. I don't even like sleep on that. Like, I got really? to. I have to blink or think on that. Hands down. That, does does the game against Florida not like give you a little bit of like does moment what? of pause? Does the game against Florida last week for Houston, how close they made that? Does that not give you some pause? No. Uh, no. I think I think that you see gladiators play at an elevated level with okay. stakes involved. I really mm. think you do, and I think okay. that that's something. And, and I I've, that. I've I've heard a few coaches say it publicly and through brief conversations privately that just gladiators mm. is kind of a team that you don't. They're still at a point where it's it, they are still that kind of gatekeeping team. They had a, a really yeah. weird month, month and a half. I'll admit that. But I yeah. don't think that when it comes down to it's kind of like again, it's like betting against B tier NYXL. You sure. just, you like you gotta you gotta <laughs> feel really good. <laughs> you gotta feel Tune really last, good about you gotta you Do you wanna kind of like asterisk that? And re-explain just for the the new YouTube listeners also, on why you, why you think that like Glad's is like baby NYXL because they're like just consistent, but like they're just consistently a worse like, consistent yeah, cons- cons- <laughs> consistently mediocre ish. Yeah. Um, the so the other thing too is like when you look at it, right? So San Francisco Shock are going to get the first pick, first pick, yes, and and so, they've 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 drafted those picks, right? Which result do you feel the most confident about in the the far left, whatever semi quarter quarter? So which finals? Like what which results between round of from there? Probably Valiant over Defiant and Gladiators over Justice. Those are the two results you probably feel the most confident about. Yeah. I guess I think if in terms of like confidence checking, I think it would definitely be Valiant over Defiant, then Glad's over Justice, then Paris over Dallas and Mayhem over Outlaws. I think in that order and in terms of confidence, like I think I'm the most confident in the Valiant beating the Defiant and I'm the least confident in the Mayhem beating the Outlaws. So you also are able to allocate the most time to that knowing that gladiators are they're not going to lose to justice like i'm sorry like yes the toronto defiant may be the worst team in in the league but the la valiant don't win any awards for consistency or not throwing uh the justice you know it's like the the gladiators are not going to throw against the justice yeah they shouldn't they're not they shouldn't I don't know. I don't know. I think it, I, I'm not confident in that team. Like if I could, if I could like numbers won't do justice to how pun intended, not intended actually um, to how close I, I worry about the glads justice game. I, I really don't think justice are going to do it, but tube is kind of nice with it. Tuba oh, looked kind of good. He went off in one match. And Played against Boston too. Riding everybody's riding this tatuba okay. train. Like, get I'll, off I, of it. I'm all for I, I I'm all for being psyched about tuba. 
I'm all for he it. He did play against Paul. I'm excited. I, I would agree with one week. He had one good week. I agree with that. And that is an overreaction. But the week was kind of good. It's kind of nice. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. I wish we could go back and I could just that, immediately what index it, and remember every single player who had one really good week. I agree. One week is not something that should swing predictions, and that's why they haven't. But I do worry if he could have another good week following his last good week. I don't know. So anyways, I'm not confident in the glads. Not confident. I think at all. Gladiators is a really safe pick for shock. And I think <laughs> I think it's um, I also think that Gladiators is the most consistent team to prepare for. So even though they aren't technically the worst, sure. I would still take them first. Over any you take other- Glads or Houston. Sorry, Houston. Um, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I gotcha. Houston, Houston. So that's why glad people aren't wanting to take gladiators. Mm. Okay. Uh, so so you got Houston, and then yeah. Atlanta Rain. So the next one you go. This one was tough. I again, next I think pick is, yeah. And this is something where, <laughs> and we just flip, okay. We flip these around. Yeah. A bit. Let me ask you this then. Maybe yeah. this will help me. Out of the winners in the lowest part of your bracket, so the Valiant, the Gladiators, the Outlaws, and the Eternal, can you rank those teams in terms of how good you think they are? Sorry, which ones? So the, the winners of the lowest part of your bracket, the Valiant, the Glads, Outlaws, and Eternal. Power rank those four teams for me. Valiant, Glads, Outlaws, Eternal. The winners of your lowest part. So from top to bottom. Oh. Um, Eternal, Glads, Valiant, Houston. Oh, you think Glads is better than Valiant? Am yes. I understanding that? Yes. Oh, no. I love, no. I love the Western team. There's, yeah, absolutely. No. Battle for LA me all day. Mr. Horseman. The Rapture. Gotta look take at, you now. You gotta look at my record, man. <laughs> You can say this is dumb or stupid all you want. You got to look at See the, my the, record. It's a hot take. It's not the take it that you're hot. ready. Clearly, chat, chat is not ready, I'm not for, ready for this type of truth in their lives right now. And I get it's it. True. It's 2020. He's speaking the gospel, You want to hide into this little world that makes sense and is clear cut and mm. defined and black and white. You just Tell all him. you have to do is go to overwatchleague.com slash schedules and standings. Look at it for five minutes and be like, oh, these are the good teams and the bad teams now. Stop it. It's 2020. Things are different. Yep. It's time. It's time for, for what? The gladiators to, to, to wake up? It's time for you to elevate your level of thinking. And I don't Wake care. Up, there's sheeple. no, there's just, there's nothing. I'm saying it, man. I'm, I'm bullish, not just on the glads, but how the gladiators are perceived among teams. I don't think they're perceived well. I, again, I may, we're just talking to different people. True. True. It's possible. We're so just, you had you said you had Paris, Glads, Valiant, Houston. Was that correct? Sorry, what? It, the order of your your teams. Paris, Glads, the, those Valiant, four? Outlaws. Yeah. Okay. So I switched. I switched Gladiators and Valiant. 
So Valiant, second worst team. Dude, Atlanta I think picks them. Valiant is just trash. I like I dislike <gasps> Valiant so much. Obviously, they're not I, the okay, trashiest of trash. I know but chat's going like, to actually know, fight you on that. And I know they are because they make really great social media and shoulder content. I Okay. Hold on. Let me let me I'm going to I'm a white knight for a second. I think they have looked weaker. I think they have they are underperforming and I really worry about them. If Genji really does become if the West like severely leans into the Genji. I don't know. I don't I don't think they have a strong Genji to be able to feel that they can still play Tracer Ash, but because this is loser pick, they're not going to be able to play that on every map as well as some of these Genji teams. I think Atlanta can be one of those teams. I think Paris could be one of those teams. Granted, again, I'm just like throwing out teams, not looking at the bracket just yet. But the Valiant, I think in this particular meta are not as good as everybody just like wants them to be. But across the season, I still think they're up there. So to John's point. While I'm, I don't agree with the outcome, I see where he's coming from. Sorry, I'm sassy. Valiant I'm are sassy a little bit. I know. I know. They don't get it. So Atlanta Valiant, huh? And you have the Valiant winning. Run me through that. <laughs> you got Run me again, through this one. This is not like attrition here. This is not how uh -huh. you don't. You can't run it this way. Let me, but, let me pull how does up. it play out in your eyes? What do you think the Valiant do wrong or right? Or what do you think the, the Atlanta Rain do wrong or right? Oh, the Atlanta Rain are trash. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I take, I don't, I'm not mad at. No, it's just. But. <laughs> no. It's. Uh, uh, I'm not mad at it, but they did kind of look good. Granted, oh, it was man. it was Vancouver. Here and again, I I have no faith in Atlanta Rain at all. I that's just, fair. Like, they're I think just, that's they're very just fair. a team that I just don't have any faith in to be consistent. So you, I think you kind of go through these. Mm -hmm. I just gotta. But are they worse than now? The now you guys are being hurtful, chat. Boom. Boom. Yeah. All right. Because I can do uh, it. Are, are, they, are they worse than the Valiant, though? In playoffs, yes. Uh -huh. In this in match, playoffs. Yes. In this in this match, yes. So is, in, in your mind, is this another team that kind of like rises the occasion like Soul-esque? No, uh, they just, no. uh, rain just, I don't know why you would really pick rain against Anybody? any team. That's not Dallas justice, defiant Titans. Okay. Let me, let me, let me throw this at you. Granted, and this is completely hypothetical decay Dallas, right? So with, with Dallas or with decay in the starting lineup for the Dallas fuel, yeah. does that team beat the Atlanta rain? Very close. Close. Very but who close. wins? Right now, this week. Uh-huh. Uh, it's tough. This is the, genuinely not a hard, not an easy question. Because 
while Atlanta did look good against Vancouver and Vancouver are improving, not the most consistent team. Not an easy team to read. I think Atlanta would probably like if I'm just playing the numbers. Yeah, I think uh, I think Atlanta would win. I again, I don't hate that. I think either one there, I think is fair. Um, but without decay, who wins? Without decay on that starting lineup for the oh, Dallas Fuel, rain. Right. Okay. Does hmm. do the rain be the outlaws? Not again. For audio listeners, we're not looking at the bracket, and I'm just uh, like picking John's brain. He's he's just humiliating me. I'm gonna have no, to. Like, I'm just, just hypothetical. I just like turn off comments for this episode. <laughs> this might I like it. I think I think it's. I think this is a. No, this is a good one. Chat doesn't like it. They're being mean. Chat doesn't like half the the. Chat's the being sh- mean. I say. It I'm doesn't. Gonna, I'm gonna want to quit after this week. I can tell. No quitting. No quitting. I might quit. I might take Do we want to move on to the third pick? No. So what was the one? So you said Atlanta Houston. Yeah, I think Atlanta. Ooh. I I don't again, I don't hate it. I think these I are think... tough games. I want I want to say Atlanta, but they always just kind of fail me, you know. It it they want to come out you you feel like they should be able to play Erster in any kind of Genji map. They have Baby Bay that kind of just performs in scenarios where you, you really don't expect them to. The team looks good on paper, and that's why we, I think most pundits measure them so high. But they just don't show up. I don't know. It's, And then you have a team like Houston who I think does actually show up and with, with a... a a considerably these, less stacked roster, these, in my opinion. These games are are marginal, like five to ten percent. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Like both of those games, like Decay on, Dallas versus like Houston. Yeah. Like and, and even on like some of these semi picks and stuff like that, they're five to ten. And then at that point, you got to mm. to use Joe's terms. You got to read the tea leaves a little bit. A little bit. You got to le- read the tea leaves a little bit. Totally. It's, and I can respect that. When you're going for reads and you just feel a certain way, I, I trust it. Trust the intuition. Okay, where do you want to where do you want to take us next, Joe? Yeah, let's move. Let's just move up to uh, who Philly picks for either side for for our brackets, because Philly will be next pick as the third seed. Yeah. I have Philly picking the Valiant, who I Makes think sense. are the second best team. Um, in, in yeah. my bracket. You have them picking Paris. Yeah. Why? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Th- this is one of those where I um I don't know. I don't I don't actually feel so very you... strongly about this one. Okay. I don't think. So let's let's assume that they did. Okay. Let chat. Let's let's assume that Philly picks Paris. Christopher taking a page out of Krusty's book. Maybe they see Paris catching a little bit of heat. Catching a little heat from the fuel. Looking a little hot. Want to get them out early. Want to beat them early. Want to stomp them out. Because I think if, if they can beat Paris, maybe they build confidence to face the right, shock right in that rematch. And maybe they can do something there. Don't think they will. But 
Christopher, again, this is something Christopher said on the show before. He's like, well, maybe we just pick the best team. So maybe we do. Maybe we maybe we're here for the, the memes. Maybe we want some drama. So so here's here's my actual justification for it. Okay. So so partly what you said, number one, we know that Philly mm. wants to start hot. They want to start, they want to come in with momentum. So we know that about yeah. Philly, number one. Number two, uh Paris Eternal, like they almost lost to Uprising. That uh it's true. That Valiant um the Valiant match was a Valiant lot closer Upson. than I think um, people would have liked it to be. And again, I, I just am kind of, I'm a little bit, and maybe I, I think I've taken it too far at this point based on uh-huh. all the mean comments and chat. Uh, I take it a little bit too far on how bullish coaches are on, like, at the end of the day, it's a glads kind of thing. It's kind mm. of like you wouldn't choose Soul. Soul had a E month. Mm. But when it gets to playoffs, do you want to play them? And so maybe extended that logic a bit too far. I'll admit. But yeah, so I think uh, I think uh, I'm, I think I'm here for the reads because you could be right. I think you're right last month to do. Uh, you went for the reads on Soul. Look what happened. I quit. Did you not get Soul right? You got Soul right. Nobody said Soul was gonna win. The only person I saw that say was saying Soul was gonna win was Mr. Horseman over here. Just want to talk about Valorant. Just saying. I just want to talk about Valorant. <laughs> Do my anime podcast where there are no wrong takes. I definitely think there's wrong takes in anime. That's for. I can. I actually sure. cannot do a, an anime show with Yiska because he's so absolute in his beliefs on on anime takes. Uh I don't think he is. What? I don't think so. Hold on. No. Hold, hold on. I don't think so. Joe, you know why I have to get up. So I need you to stop. Yeah. Oh, I will gladly. I think I think Yeska is very opinionated. Um, but I don't think he's very gatekeepy in terms of like what he likes and dislikes. So I while I think he might give you like a little side eye, I don't I don't think he'd judge you for your taste. I th- I think he's he's pretty open minded in that front. Your favorite anime girl deserves a weeb cast? Maybe. Maybe. Well, I'll genuinely pose that in our, in our you know, closed door chat because I think it'd be kind of fun. Maybe it's just like a one-off patron thing. See if people like it. That kind of thing. But maybe I'll just lead the lead into the next one. Vancouver. On my bracket, I have them picking Paris. Everybody knows how that goes. And in John's bracket, Vancouver's picking the Gladiators, who he has winning. Um, I still like even in even in his bracket, I still take the Gladiators there, even though the Vancouver Titans look to be improving. What they showed me last week was very one-dimensional. They seem to gravitate a lot towards their dive tanks, and I don't think that's going to like do well, especially into Gladiators after playing the Justice. So Vancouver, they need to show me something more. Again, improving, not the worst team, but not going to advance. There's, I, I don't think there is a possible way with them as the fourth seed. Yeah, they might pick, they're, they're picking the worst team, but they're so much farther below who else they qualified with. It's not happening. Unless, again, Heart attack rules apply unless there's like some sort of bizarre meta shift within this last week 
that the Vancouver Titans just seem to just get. I don't see them beating anybody in this bracket outside of maybe Defiant. Do you do you want to know a, a take that is going to tilt everybody? Um, I'm here for it. If, um, okay. if shock or if if basically, so imagine that we stay exactly the same, but uh, Houston does win, but we go through okay. kind of your type of seating for picks, so yeah. we end up seeing Vancouver versus, um. So we end up seeing, so, okay. so, so uh, well, actually let's say this. So let's say that, that Vancouver ends up playing Houston. In a I world. don't think that would happen. I don't think it would happen. Okay. In a, okay. In a world, in a world, in a world where the I Titans play the outlaws. Could beat Houston. Oh, it's going to tell, it's going to tell everybody. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I don't think that, I don't think that world exists it doesn't again, exist. unless, unless there's a, Unless there's a just a drastic a meta 60-40. shift. <laughs> I'm just kidding on that. I'm just kidding on that. Chat so bad. I'm just kidding. Oh, I I think Dream would come for you if you if you genuinely believe that. And I don't think that yeah. I didn't believe that one for a second. Jeez. The rest of them I could I could maybe believe. That one, nah. Vancouver Vancouver does not deserve a fourth seed. Um I'm happy that they're performing as well as they are, and I'm happy they're improving. Hats off to the coaching staff and the guys there, but I don't think there's a there's a team they beat in this this lineup. I don't even think they beat the Justice right now. I think the Justice actually look again quite good. Um, they maybe they beat Defiant one match, but one I think match, that's close. Chad. Old one match Joe over here. One match Joe and Justice are all the way up. Vancouver <laughs> would beat Justice. Vancouver would beat Justice. Vancouver, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like the fact that Vancouver last week looked very scared of the the double shield lineup they seem to be very dive centric wasn't a fan of that was not a fan they got a couple good maps for it let's see actually let me not let me not smoke the ganja Lijong Hanamura watch point yeah traditionally yeah I'd say so I think maybe it's just the maps they got it's possible i don't know i still don't think like even execution wise even if that points bunk like execution wise titans are just not there vancouver would beat glads okay let's calm down guys let's let's simmer down we're getting to molten levels of takes again and i'm not ready for it i need some ice in my life somebody needs to cool me off the good news is (laughs) the back half of our bracket exactly the same basically no matter what happens Shock in the end, fusion in the end. I wanted, I need to relook at how Platchat got Paris to the final. Because I really want to see that. I really would like to see Paris right now because I think they're leading the meta. I think Shock really didn't get to show anything. It felt like just Ons won them the game. As as reductionist as that is, it felt like fusion. I think it was just Bren. Eh, fair. Yeah, but that's that's also like a team that's strong, right? You don't beat okay. strong teams with one player. But you can if they hit fifty six 
crit accuracy though. Okay, you. And this is something Again, that Christopher said. It's, I'm I'm going to be a one game that Andy Christopher here. said on the podcast in the past is that Fusion gave Ons the opportunity to get fifty six percent crit accuracy. I there's those there's were part shots of me. he shouldn't have. There was a lot of those shots he shouldn't have even been able to take. Some of them I agree a with. A lot of them. I don't think a lot of them. A I think this was just. I guess we have to you, define a lot versus some, but right. I I would say. Take I would out. say slightly more than half of those shots he took. You can't possibly play the game for. Sure. Unless you, unless you're like I would say take twenty. I, I would I would take twenty out of the whatever fifty four. Well, I mean it was just fifty six percent of the shots. I don't know okay, the total so, number of okay. shots he took. So take. Yeah, so I would say let's let's just say that there were fifties. I don't know, whatever. I don't know the number, but yeah, take yeah probably thirty to forty percent of those shots away. Mm. Yeah, I I still think that that would I I would be much more interested in that match because if again if you listen to the last show, if not, I'll reiterate my point. I think the fusion really never got to play the game. As much as that maybe is, you know, the shock setting up ons for for plays, if that's ons just individually hitting these shots, maybe a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, yeah. whatever it was, the fusion never got to play the game. You were coming I into agree. fights a player down. But you almost so have like, to negate I don't even that. have a good read. You almost have to negate that as like an outlier result. You almost have to put I an agree. asterisk next to that and be I think, like I think you should. I agree. We you, probably that, can't it's a analyze based off of this. Sure. But with that said, like that game doesn't give us much to analyze. Ons hit some heads. Fusion never Fair. get to play the game. It's hard to get a read on both of them. So it's like, Fair. I still think Shock is incredibly good and probably will win the entire event, but I don't know how to feel about Fusion. And I think a lot of people are very down on them because they just got bodied by the Shock, but I don't think getting bodied by the Shock is bad. This is the best team in the West, by a long shot, Infusion, kind of battling for for second to fourth this in this weird tie, right? Where it's like Valiant, Mayhem, Fusion, Paris, possibly with how they're doing right now. I I'd love to see again to kind of bring it back. I'd love to see Paris against Shock in the final. I I don't know how you'd get there, mm. just because of how difficult they're going to look in the what is it round of twelve. So going into quarters, they're going to be last pick and they're probably going to play Titans, right? Unless somebody does some bold stuff. Like in your bracket, if if Christopher and the Fusion really do want to put their money where their mouth is and be like, I want to play the best teams at all times and we're just going to use this as a learning you know, example and they pick Paris and Paris beats them, which historically they tend to do. I mean, they're going to end up having to play in, game. in the semis anyway, right? Who? Uh... Fusion will have to end up playing Paris in the semis. Anyway, um, not necessarily the way like if you look at my bracket, the way that I kind of think about it is that because Paris, in my mind, is the strongest team coming out of the round of 12, mm. they're going to be picked last. So they're going to have to be playing the Titans and will be oh, on yeah, the same right, side as the shock. Yeah, I closed. I closed. So you game. still get to see the game, but it's not in the grand final. I'm just completely ignoring that point but i'd like to see it as the grand final because it feels like a grand final match because i think paris 
probably will be the mayhem of the summer showdown. Like if if we look at the mayhem and their progression and their kind of level up in the May Melee, I think that's Paris this turn. I think this tournament we get to see how good Sparkle is, how good this roster is, how good the DPS line is, all the different styles that they can play to a very high degree. I think they'll be the only team to challenge Shock. And even then the Shock is still going to beat them. That's that's just how dominant. Unless again, and I wrote an article about this. Like if you were to beat the Shock, how would you beat them? With the roster they have right now, you would need a meta that is shifting. So within this last week, it'd have to be completely new. It would have to be double projectile, like Genji Echo stuff, or like Genji Farah, or like Echo Farah stuff. And the shock literally just can't field it. You have Rascal. That's it. You don't have anybody else that could like feasibly play projectile. You want to go for like a blast from the past? You want to put like Twilight on Farah? I guess. You, you could, but... That's going to be a tough ask, and that's already just like the stars have to align to like see the shock look weak. I think Paris, the only team that's going to challenge them, and it's not going to be close. They're going to stomp everybody. Okay. It's rough. Fair enough. It'd be rough. Uh, let's get out of here. I'm done. <laughs> We're done. It's the show. Um, well, chat. Chat was fun. It was a good time. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Um, new patrons. Uh, we did have Chris R three four 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 became a new patron producer. So I'll be saying oh, your name shortly. Thank you. And appearing yes. cloud nine, gifter and sub to the channel, and now patron. Welcome. And thank Big you. Thank you. So much. Uh, new subs, Joe. What do we got? New subs, we have McSneakerton sneaking at the beginning of the show. Thank you so much for your subage. Um, Zave Crave, I believe I'm saying that right. Hopefully, that I didn't say anything completely obscene there. I don't think so, but thank you, Zave Crave. Um, sounded like a 90s like snack food. Uh, Jabon underscore 14, thank you for your uh, gifting of the subs and or subbing. I'm not sure exactly what you did, but thank you so much for your support. Coppers, Quiznos Bear with the five gifted. Big thank you to you. And then Chris coming in with a sub as well. So support all around. Thank you so much. And if you can't sub, you could always be like Jules underscore 8850. Go on iTunes and leave a five-star review. It helps us with discoverability and people finding it on the old uh, podcast platform over there on iTunes. And uh, helps us out. So if you can't sub, you don't have any bits, don't have uh, Twitch Prime, you can always go to iTunes and support the show that way if you uh, feel so inclined. Yeah. Uh, big thank you to our patron producers. Battlecraft, Pin Lotion, Charlie L. Audio, Compass, Porkchop, Sammy, Kosh67, Kuchikopi, Shara Picasso, Nathan Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Refined Bean, Rex Zane, Roger B, Fable Steven, Owen, and Chris are 34,444. Appreciate it. That's a lot of force. That's four force. I just realized that. Four fours. Four, four, four. That is four, surely four fours. Sure fours. Sure fours. Sure fours. Sure, for us. Uh, shout outs for the week, Joe. Where can people find you? Go. Um, yeah, socials everywhere at Volamel. Um, I think after this show, I'm reviewing the T1 Nerd Street Gamers tournament from Valorant. 
So that's today. So that'll probably be out tomorrow on GG Recon. And then this weekend, I think that's when I'm doing my contenders review. So going to be looking through contenders, looking for some some hot names, some good players to, to look out for in 2021. And uh, that's pretty much the content for this week. Sweet. Uh, as for me, you can find me everywhere at Tripod, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for hanging out, guys. We'll see you Friday for Spike Drop. If you want to help us get partnered, we'd really appreciate you coming by and hanging out with us. Otherwise, um, we'll be back on Monday to see out how wrong I was. We will see. See you uh, Friday or Monday, guys. Bye.